1: track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights plus original programs minor league broadcasts and local pre- and post-game shows go to mlb.tv to start your free trial today blackout and other restrictions apply major league baseball trademarks used with permission
0: time now for ken and curtis with ken laird and chris curtis of weei
2: Once again, the Ripken-esque streak of Kenless Ken and Curtis days goes on. Ken can't quit socialism. He's still in Canada at a Trudeau rally somewhere in Montreal today. So uh, hopefully he's back this weekend. Does he still have a car? Uh, He does. He he sent me a very witty text of his car covered in snow and ice saying, they can't steal what they can't find. (laughs) You know, Ken, that dry (laughs) sense of humor. Uh, if it's a day that ends in Y, Andy Hart's at the station. Good morning, Andy. Morning. How are you? I am good. We were just catching up a bit, and I know uh, we're going to get into Pats. I thought Andy Hart framed a question to Mike Giardi perfectly. It's always equal parts frustrating and good when you hear a colleague come up with something because you're like, oh, I can use this. And then you're also like, why didn't I think of that? But uh, very good point you made okay. yesterday with uh, Giardi. We'll get to, we got the Pats, Dolphins tomorrow, the 15th game of the year this season, but this time we mean it. Winning you're in is the wrong way to frame it, but it's a huge, huge game. Huge. And it really, you know, we'll get to it, but it's amazing that the Patriots sit here with two games that they can win. If they win, they're in the playoffs, considering the peaks and valleys, mostly valleys that we've endured watching the team. But yes, I think we know why everybody's
0: been talking about crappy football, right? And I don't know who the guy David Blow Blau, whatever the hell his name is, who's starting for the Cardinals now. Oh my God! Is yeah. the sixty fourth starting quarterback in the NFL this year? There's your answer. Every on average, every team has played their backup quarterback, yeah. and you wonder
2: why the action. What would Tom Brady call it? Yeah, he called the uh, bleepy football. A lot of crappy football yeah. out there. And well, and just on this though next year is there are they going to 18 next year i know that no, so it's, it's not definitively they're going to push at some point to go to 18 okay well either way they should do two buys like extend the season a bit i i don't understand who loses from that i mean we have weekends where there's five buys fantasy owners you got to really pay attention to your buy weeks i don't know anything about this i'm not the gambling guy here but uh Hasn't fantasy sort of gotten down in popularity given the ability to freely bet on sports in most parts of the country? Yeah, I don't think it's at its peak anymore. And and around here, that'll change as soon as we can actually bet. I know. I'll believe that when I see it, by (laughs) the way. Never underestimate this state's ability to remove any good possibility from actually occurring. However, yesterday, I was watching college football all day. And a lot of it was because the little guy who just got, you know, the greatest thing is YouTube TV on the phone. You can watch anything, anywhere, at any time. Uh, the, the Notre Dame game against uh, South Carolina was spectacular. The ending of the Pitt-UCLA game on the, uh, the Sun Bowl, the the, uh, the CBS cameras and everything for that in the uh, mountains of El Paso, Texas. Oh, Really cool. Landscapes. It was the uh, CBSA team for that game, which was excellent. Chip Kelly thought he won it, and then Pitt goes down the field, gets a field goal to win. And the the night game sucked, but I I really hate Notre Dame. I've always hated Notre Dame. My greatest sports memory as a child was watching David Gordon kick a field goal, 41-39 over the undefeated uh, Lou Holtz-led Irish with Tom Coughlin with a huge win uh, at South Bend. But I really have a hard time disliking Marcus Freeman, the, the head coach of Notre Dame. He is... Absolutely, the least Notre Dame Notre Dame head coach in my lifetime.
0: No question. He just has a a leadership aura about him, without being the Brian Kelly arrogant a hole. Right? Brian Kelly's one of the worst oh. coaches on the planet. Men on the planet. I mean, the whole <laughs> thing when the kid died falling off the lift. And he oh. said, "Just move the drill." Like, he just kept
2: practicing, moved it over a little bit, like, I mean, right, I'm all set. That's awful, but for a totally different reason, the southern accent that he developed in Baton Rouge <laughs> right when he arrived at LSU was a little much. But I think that's, like, normal-level, sleazy college football coach. right.
0: Next level is a kid is dead. Well, just move the drill over here. we got a little more green space over here where we can practice while he's dead on the the turf over there. Yeah, Terrible.
2: Awful guy. Couldn't Uh, root against him hard enough. Yeah. I I, I also really, I hate that they turned it around, but one of the highlights of the college football season was when they lost the first game, and the reporter gave him a hard time after Brian Kelly said the reporter was late. He's like, yeah, well, maybe if you beat Florida State, I'd show up on time. (laughs) Anyway, uh, so great games yesterday. And as Andy said before the show, that means the semifinals today are going to blow chucks. So I'm crossing my fingers because I am very much
0: looking forward to a very simple New Year's Eve of just few beers and college football. Because you know we got Patriots tomorrow. I have to work again. Jesus Mary, yeah, this I, won't end.
2: It won't. I I cannot <laughs> wait. I I am. Geeked up for the games today. I love college football. I know it's not a huge thing around here, but the ratings are still pretty good in Boston. BC football, when they're good, well, real college football is semi-popular around here, right? The and stuff we get locally. Yeah. BC case. unfortunately has not been real since Matt Ryan left campus. Do you know, so, Zay
0: Flowers though is an NIL guy. NIL guy. I do, and Zay I just Fla- got my uh, Duncan and it, uh, like right on the screen. I, it was like Zay Flowers' choice of the day is or something. It tells you what he orders when he goes to.
2: I love thing. it. He's like a fourth round guy. Bill should scoop him up fast sort of what this team needs he's not Bill's type that's right yeah we like guys that can't catch and run into each other but um the the game this week the the Patriots Dolphins tomorrow all the things on the line have been pretty well stated I've been on the air the last two days with Bradville I've heard you with Fitzy all week or actually all month (laughs) and uh what really sticks out to me is something you discussed with Mike Giardi yesterday which is Bill Belichick I've heard you and Ken give this theory that the Patriots.com Jazeera that created and orchestrated the scene in the war room when they drafted Mac was a little over the top, which led you and Ken to theorize it was a Kraft call, or at least Kraft was not very um, discreet about his desires for the Patriots to take Mac in their lap at 15. So tomorrow, if it is not Bill's guy – then there is a sort of a come-to-Jesus moment with Kraft where can Bill force his way back into the decision-making room and say, this isn't my guy, this insubordination's been too much, he just doesn't have it. Or Bill Belichick did indeed draft Mac Jones, that it was his decision, and does Bill then have the clout to go to Robert Kraft at the conclusion of the season to say, I need another chance. This isn't him. I want to be able to have the financial or craft equity, or the cap, uh, the draft equity, not the craft equity. I want to be able to trade up or pay for via trade another top of the line quarterback at the age of seventy. At the age of seventy, coming off
0: four straight years without a playoff win, I'm, right. I'm presuming at this point, but because I guess if you win a playoff game, then you probably. Aren't talking about.
2: I'm pretty confident in saying today they're not going to, if they win the next two, they're not going to go to Arrowhead or uh, Ralph Wilson Stadium and beat the Bills.
0: But wouldn't that be a change of narrative? If Mac wins the next two, gets in the playoffs, then upsets Patrick Mahomes on the road in the playoffs, I think we're probably not talking about replacing Mac and Mac sucks and zappy fever and all the. No, I I think there is an interesting. Because what we're never going to know, or we don't know, maybe we will know someday, just the true whatever happened behind the scenes, why Mac was drafted. Whether it was Bill, whether it was Robert, who was tweaking who with that video. Because I think you can read it different ways. Bill may have been just tweaking Robert's collaborative idea. Like, just mocking him openly, basically, on video. Matt, you good with this? Matt? Oh, yeah, I checked with everybody, Robert. <laughs> They're okay with me drafting this guy, so that should make you happy. There's a- <laughs> why are you on the phone with Davios, Matt? <laughs> <laughs> um, but I... I- choose to believe and giardi said the same thing that he thought mac was bill's guy on some level he made that pick that he still was in power made that pick and if that is true in less than a year we've gone from robert talking about two most important things in football we have a coach and we have a quarterback and bill talking about this is mac's team we're going to make decisions for mac now just like we've always done blah 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 leadership there was one time when somebody asked like a slater question you know your your leaders are getting older, like Matthew Slater. Is that going to be a challenge? And Bill just like, well, Mac will slide into that role, like Autumn. And, and I was like, oh, that's interesting that he brought up Mac as a true leader of this team. Well, if you now eight months later, <laughs> Robert, you're going to laugh about this someday. You know that 15th pick we used on Mac, you might as well have just burned it. This kid is an Ivan pop off. I can't win with him. A, he's not that good on the field. B, he's a dink in the whatever. If he goes in there. I think, Robert, you're undercutting yourself, in my opinion, if you're Bill. If you say, I need to get rid of Mac, I think you're just starting the process of Robert saying, well, maybe it's not just Mac that needs to go, Bill. You've made some pretty poor decisions, including at the quarterback position, going back to Tom Brady. I trusted you there. You You gave me Cam Newton, which whatever that was, wasn't entertaining. Robert could not have enjoyed that year. And now you're telling me the franchise QB you sold on me
2: a year ago was a bill of goods? All right, Bill. Pack it up, bud. See ya. Yeah, I think the the, the stat that hit me this morning, twenty seven years, minus injuries, so two thousand and eight and the start of the two thousand sixteen season, Robert Kraft had two quarterbacks. He had Bledsoe from ninety three to two thousand one, Brady 01 to 2019. And now in the depart in the absence of Brady, what Bill would be asking for would be his third quarterback in four years. Zappy. zappy. So you're looking at a situation where Robert Kraft if if you're asking me I obviously don't know Robert Kraft we don't talk so I this is my guess You don't I thought like you and pa- he just bought a new place in Palm Beach Yeah we we, we go down there we, we don't um frequent the same uh we're not really breakers people down there my parents nice place not quite the breakers but uh there's a lot of nice places down there but he has the best Are there and any it, not nice
0: places? Are there you, any shacks? Can I shanties, tell you something like-
2: It hit, it is so it is two Americas. You pull out of my parents' compound where there's this, like, gate. They have their own security, everything. And you go a quarter of a mile to the intersection of Military Trail and Tony Pena. And there are day workers staying in these tiny, like, it is. So it's like Mexico. It's it, like when you go to Mexico and come up, go off the resort. Yes. You go off the resort, and it is a different world. Wow. Jupiter in, in and of itself is incredibly, there's a high crime and all this stuff. It is a – it's very Florida. Florida's (laughs) got a lot of haves and a lot of have-nots. But either way, um, the – I think Kraft is already at that point with Bill. There is a a lot of sort of, you know, there's been enough beginning after week one where you had Curran with the report that Kraft was noticing the little use of Kendrick Bourne. This isn't, you know, after the – the fail Mary in Vegas, this isn't after the 22 nothing start loss to the Bengals in the end. This was week one in Miami on the flight home, or that weekend. Curran gets a phone call from someone, I trust Tom Curran, and he reports that Kraft wants Born out there. The Bourne situation in and of itself has been a microcosm of their relationship, I believe, this season, where you have someone that can clearly help you on the field, fills a clear need. Was great last year, sort of was building towards something. This offseason, said everything right. Went to a Celtics game with Robert Kraft and Mac Jones. And for whatever reason, my speculation, Patricia and Judge, and he didn't jive for whatever reason. I sort of side with the guys that don't jive with them. And it's been this sort of constant toothache for the offense. Where you have a situation where if if it gets fixed, everything's better. But we've decided to, you know, just, you know, put some fluoride in there, maybe do a little mouthwash instead of getting the cavity out. And it is truly infuriating. So I think Kraft's already there. I don't know what Bill can prove in these final two weeks. I thought at halftime against the Bengals, that was the Waterloo, that that was a week when you were getting absolutely mocked and ridiculed. And every time, Andy, you've covered this team for decades. What happens every time a Belichick team gets mocked after a bad loss where people tell them that they're over, where Trent Dilfer says they're not good anymore? They kick ass and take names. And it was just the opposite. Yep. It was as you if... sucked even more. They looked like a West Coast team flying east after, you know, a Sunday night game that was just dead as a doornail. They looked like the Chargers in the divisional round a couple years ago. Just didn't want to be out there. They were cold. They were tired. They wanted to go play golf. I had never seen Gillette that empty, which I understand Christmas Eve It was freezing cold. Yeah. It's still empty. Empty. Robert's eyeballs are still looking at seats instead of asses. Correct. And so it looks like that. And then the the players were even less present on the field than the fans were in the stands. So I am fascinated by this offseason because I, I truly believe there will be changes. I don't think the head coach is changing. But there could be things placed in front of the head coach that creates a situation where he may find it untenable. The thing I'm fascinated
0: by, they have a post-mortem meeting every year after the season, like a a sit-down, like, okay, Bill, Robert, we're actually going to talk to each other, pay attention, not the old computer screen one from the NFL films where Robert gets ignored like the rest of us get ignored. He gets fruit salad. And I I can't say I've ever heard this or been in that meeting, but don't you envision Robert is a listener at that point? Like, just maybe starts it with an open-ended question because he wants Bill to... Sink or swim on his own, right? Don't lead the witness. No right. objections. Just okay, so Bill, what happened and what are we going to do about it? Just like something simple. The floor is yours, Bill. Talk. Right. And and don't you think Matt Patricia is the key to all of that? Like it, it just seems so simple, but if Bill says, "Okay, well Matt, I thought really improved as the year went on calling plays." Right, right there if I'm Robert. Okay. You don't need to talk anymore, Bill. I'm going to talk now. Right. This is my team. I've let you do some things over the last few years that I didn't agree with. Right? What, what was the phrase last spring? Uh, his plans don't always follow a linear path or something. Right. He said that he does things his way, and he's earned that right. He did. He earned it. But now you've burned it. You've burnt up the goodwill that I gave you for years because it's no longer – because Robert has always said, I question Bill in March, but usually by December I understand or I'm okay with it because it worked out because right. we're – Winning and all that. Well, year after year now, it hasn't worked out. So at some point you go, well, you used to be good. right?" Just like you told me Brady used to be good. You used to be good, too. And you're bringing up Matt Patricia. Now, I have this new theory that Matt Patricia knew the day he took the job that when the season ended he was out of the job, regardless of how it happened. That's my new working
2: But theory. then why would they – that makes no sense. Because it's, they said the reason they didn't hire or promote Kaylee or bring in a, another coordinator – was because they didn't want to have another year where they're changing coordinators again,
0: right? But I think that, that was they knew Nick Caley might not really want to be here, might kind of want to be in in Las Vegas with Josh. So let him go. So, but for this year, you screw him because Bill holds grudges. So and there holds you go. The contracts. In what
2: way is that in the best interest of the team?
0: Oh, none of this season. Oh, if you want to just boil it down to a simple question, this year was not in the best interest of the team. You cannot make an argument that handing Mac Jones in year two, Matt Patricia is in the best interest of the football team. The argument cannot be made. But I have this newfound theory, that, like, this was all that weird Sabin belichickie and unwritten rules, we don't do this, we don't do that, blah, blah, blah. So Bill has to stay with you for one more year. You like to get rid of coordinators after two years. We'll take him. He'll work with Mac. Everything's going to – so, Matt, I need you to take up. A... This is – you know how I need you to eat the innings – we're down 17-2 and your middle reliever's right. in. So, Sorry, buddy, your ERA's in trouble because so, you're staying in. So, Patricia's Wakefield? Yes, that's exactly what... And it hit me when he was answering questions about the third downs last week and doing so with a smile and with a... That's a great point you bring up. This is a guy that couldn't take the heat in Detroit. We all saw the various missteps media-wise when he lost it under pressure right. in Detroit. Why is he now suddenly capable of, of dealing with it so calmly? Because he's not really dealing with it. He's an actor. He's a filler. This isn't really me. You think I'm an offensive coach? You're dumber than you look. If you, so he's not taking it serious. This isn't his career. His career will be whatever he does when he's reassigned this offseason. That is just so mind blowing.
2: Do you not buy it? I, I, I it's have the to
0: Patriots. S- you got to buy it.
2: I, I am. I, you, you've done a very good job explaining it. I'm gonna work on that. We're running a bit late here, so we. Uh, Andy Hart is in for Ken Laird. This is the Ken and Curtis show. Shockingly, without Ken, I I am curious. Are you uh, the audience? This simple question today: Mac, you want Mac back? Start next year. You want Mac gone and replaced with who, or you want Mac competition with X? Very simple. What do you want? We'll get Andy's thoughts. I'll give you mine. But first, here's what Nick uh, Nick has with what's trending.
3: Selling a little or a lot. you covered shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout 15 percent better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to shopify magic your ai powered all-star shopify powers 10 percent of all e-commerce in the u.s and shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, birds rothys and brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries plus shopify's award-winning 24 7 help is their
0: You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste.
2: Or if you overcame.
1: Right. Two more reps, two more.
2: You deserve this ice cold reward. Madela, the Markable Fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crowley Port, Chicago, Illinois.
1: Get Boston Sports Original on the go.
0: Wherever you go.
1: Just download the Odyssey app. We're
0: right back to it. Ken and Curtis on WEEI. Is there a possibility they bring somebody in of interest in the offseason, whether it's a draft pick, a veteran, a Baker Mayfield, I don't know, somebody? Or do you think the depth chart at quarterback come August will be basically what it was last year with Zappy, Mack, and, and Hoyer? I don't think he can fall on his face these last two weeks. I, don't, I mean, if I look, I, as someone who came into the year as a – believer not again not that he was going to be a star but just going to he was going to be a good quarterback and he was going to be a good quarterback for a long time I as I've said before the first thing I put on this is the is the way they design this offense and taking away some of his strengths which is completely illogical but again just falls in line with the whole plan from from whatever the winter on but that said like at some point you just gotta if you're good enough you can rise above it and he hasn't been able to rise above it enough, and it sort of leaves me wondering: like, you know, did they did they realize that the ceiling here is just not? It's
2: just it's not good enough. That was Mike Giardi with uh, Andy Hart and Fitzy yesterday. Giardi, explored. mostly just Andy Hart because you know, Fitzy left. Oh, Fitzy left. He had a thing. Oh dear! Don't tell anybody. Uh, he's going to be Don't apoplectic worry. with me later today. <laughs> God, nobody flies off the handle like Fitzy. Uh, anyway, I love you, Nick. Um, that was Giardian Hart yesterday. And I, for me, with Mac Jones, I bring him back with competition because I was told by the capologist, you know, from Miguel on down, that there's nothing more uh, beneficial to an organization than playing with a good quarterback on his rookie deal. So you got good quarterback, right? Oh, well, I guess that's a good here. quarterback. The, the situation with Mac is I have far more issue with his non-performance related behavior than I do on the field as, a, as, as it pertains to my long-term quarterback of this organization. When you're the quarterback of the Patriots, even if you're Tom Brady, you get booed. You have a lot on your shoulders. You work for a very difficult boss. You have a demanding owner. And there is a lot more to the job than just diagnosing the Mike linebacker and figuring out where to throw the football. And the behavior, no matter what is going on around you, there are people that say, I'm going to rise above it, as Giardi alluded to, and there are going to be people that say, oh, good, it's a good excuse for me to use. And from Belichick through Mac Jones this entire season, you have had a collection of dissimilar parts as a team, all doing whatever they can to cover their ass first, play second. And if you have a quarterback that's doing that, I'm sorry, people fall in line behind you. Whereas if you have a quarterback that says, you know, this, add this to the list of people that are in our way of doing what we need to do, and we're going to F our offensive coordinator just like we're going to F the people that doubt us. I, I think in theory that's great, what you just
0: said. is probably in an idealistic world, the approach you'd like to say, we're going to rise above it, doesn't matter who's doing what around us. Right. I just don't think – I think this is borderline unprecedented. I continue to say, Mac Jones was on a quarter of a billion-dollar track as of last January. Then Matt Patricia arrived, and he got torpedoed. Now people are wondering if he should start the final two games of the effing season.
2: So you're saying Patricia is the SBF of the NFL? What's an SBF? Sam Bakeman freed the guy at FTX oh, that yes. lost all that money. Yes.
0: No, like and, – and so – I want a fiery quarterback. And I think a fi- I don't know that Tom Brady or whoever you think is fiery but professional that
2: rides that line. I mean, I think Mahomes is fiery. I think, you know, Burrow's fiery. I think Brady's okay. fiery. Oh, Burrow's perfect cuz I think he's fiery. But I think he does a pretty good job of
0: like kind of keeping it in. There was that throw we had a couple weeks ago to Boyd where he was wide open by 15 yards, like hands basket hit him in the oh, hands. Yeah, dropped it. And he just went and you know he wants to explode, and he just kind of moved on. That was against the Chiefs, I think. I believe it was. Yeah. So big game, big throw, massive mistake. Huge, huge mistake, yep. Still doesn't even – res not a pimple on the butt of the Matt Patricia experiment. Right. And, and I just think that is something we need to take into account. I don't think – and then you said it earlier. Not only is Matt putting – Mac theoretically in a bad position – He stinks at coaching the people that protect Mac, so physically he's putting me in harm's way. He takes my best weapon, a guy that I spent the whole offseason with, loved last year, and removes him from my arsenal, essentially, in Kendrick Bourne. I just think, you're trying to break this guy. Like, from his perspective, I understand why he snaps, why he breaks. And even right back to the STFU, right, in – the guy just never shuts up, and he doesn't know what he's talking about. How frustrating would that be? Oh my like God. if Nick was in your ear I work this with entire, <laughs> but if Nick were in the, your ear the entire show, but telling you the exact opposite of what was right, the exact you know, you guys, you should talk eighty-five socks right, right. now. We you need should some Bob figure skating like yeah. It's like he sk- listens every Saturday.
2: <laughs> It, that
0: You would snap.
2: I know you would. Oh, you would oh, absolutely snap. Oh, I, I, I would snap at, at, at a moment's notice. It's why I do this for a living, because people actually enjoy it when I lose my mind. From so,
0: time to time. I, I just think Mac has been put in such a unique year two position. And that's
2: part of it, year two. Like, in year eight, would but, he handle this better if they said Matt Patricia? Probably. I agree with you. You're making a lot of cogent points on this. However, don't you have to take into account that one of the few slights against Mac entering the draft... Before he arrived in Foxborough, before he even met Matt Patricia, was that he was a tennis brat. That yeah. was the, the terminology. That Nick Saban Mac and Rowe, right? Mac and Rowe. He had to, you know, when when Mac was coming up at, at Alabama, he was the scout team QB, and Nick would have to tell him to dial it down because he was going after them and doing different things. So he did arrive with the earned or uh, earned or not reputation of being a hothead as a QB. Sure. So. I understand that. The one thing I will never understand, you make this may have been untenable, untenable even for Burrow or even for a great player. Whoever you pick. However, why is Robert Kraft, the most powerful man or top three in the NFL, maybe sports, powerless within his own organization to change things before it's too late, i.e. today? So they win the next two games, they're in the Super Bowl. I'm holding up six. But that's just so laughable. But it isn't like...
0: The guy in charge, right beneath him on the power structure, has six Super Bowl rings, cachet, and oh, by the way, is a sensitive, vindictive baby at times. So if you piss him off, careful what you pissed off. Like I, there's a there's a there there are mines. There's landmines just ahead of Robert between Robert and Bill in this whole situation, and that's the reality of the the unique circumstances of the greatest coach of all time now doing something that for any other coach
2: would have been fireable okay so one more one more question on this because this patricia year has supplanted the butler game as the biggest just inexplicable disaster in belichick's otherwise hall of fame career correct what benefit does this season doing this with bill belichick what does bill gain from having patricia do this for an entire year
0: What does he gain? I don't think he gains anything. I think it's a blind
2: spot. So it's just, he just, what he gains is not having someone who's biting at his heels or who is doing things that the family business wouldn't support.
0: To some degree, yes. He's doing it his unique way, and I don't think he benefits. No, I, I don't, but that's what a blind spot is, like, relationship-wise. So it's like
2: a guy with a, with a family business who, instead of hiring a smart guy who just graduated from NYU, he hires his idiot cousin because he knows he's not going to do things that he doesn't want him to do. Right.
0: I mean, Bill has said it. I don't know if I've brought it up, with the dependables line that he had with Susie Welch on CNBC, like talent and whatever are fine, but I'd rather have my dependables, the guys I know. But how
2: laughable are all those interviews now, Andy, when you know it was 12? Like, now we're sitting here all these years, all these stories, all these SI covers and and these David Halberstam books and Michael Hawley and The Education of a Coach and it's it's literally if they lose tomorrow, Belichick after Brady is twenty-four and twenty-six. yeah, 480 winning percentage, which is what he was in Cleveland. So like we do all these things, we write all these books, we have all of this sort of just hagiography surrounding Bill Belichick. We canonize the guy. We allow him to just give away a season. When it turns out, it really wasn't all those things. It was the fact that he's a brilliant coach, best defensive mind in NFL history, and he had the greatest offensive player in NFL history. So yeah. they won a lot. It's yeah. not because, you know, he he asks, you know, Marquise Hill, who's the guy coming off the edge in 2003 on the Three Games to Glory DVD. It's not because Vince will has to answer a question about, Why it's better to jump off sides when you're inside the five versus at the other five because you only lose a half yard instead of five. All that stuff that he does, the Ernie Adams part, you know, diagramming the Butler interception on the Do Your Job Mm -hmm. documentary. All this stuff is just basically gobbledygook. Well, I would say that's all why he's a really
0: good coach. I never called him the greatest of all time. Like, I was on an island there because I always said, like, what has he done that's... Earth-shattering. Other than win. Like, the wins are what he has on his resume, but how has he changed the game? Because all I hear is Bill Walsh's West Coast offense. Like, there was something tangible you took from his greatness, his mind, that led to the winning. What led to Bill's winning? One day at a time? One game at a time? Like, it's all cliches. So I thought, greatest winner of all time? But not necessarily the greatest coach of all time.
2: I would say two things that separated Bill from all other coaches in my life. Brady and? Dispassionate ability to make decisions in the best interest of the team. Well, he used to. Right now, he's got his buddy coaching the offense,
0: who's never coached offense.
2: If you're asking, so cross be- that off the board. But, but the beginning. <laughs> oh, the good. The, days. the decision in New Orleans to call Drew Bledsoe and Tom Brady to his suite on Tuesday before the Super Bowl. No bye week. And to tell Drew, even though he came in and won the AFC Championship, he was sticking with Tom Brady. That singular decision is the best decision in the history of sports. So you get credit for those because I think the overwhelming majority of people in the NFL at that time, even Wiggy said, the players thought Bledsoe was going to be the starter. So you make a decision like that, and then the person you stand behind turns into the greatest player of all time. You get credit for that. And the the game-by-game approach of the game plans that he was able to implement more. That's sort of his West coast offense that he was, he didn't stick with one thing. He was not like Dick LeBeau running the same defense against Tom Brady, despite the fact that Brady was like eight and no with 30 touchdowns and two picks or Jack Del Rio and these morons that just do the same thing over and over again. So those are the two things I would say.
0: Okay. Yeah. See, I might be a little football snobby here. Like that feels like captain obvious coaching. Oh wait! If what we normally do doesn't match up well with the opponent, we shouldn't just do it again. And, and I know you're right. There's a lot of people that do that. Like there were, the, the Patriots ate them alive for years. Like I remember when Tomlin was the D coordinator in Minnesota, and Brady early in the week was like, you know, they're one of these defense. You do what you do, and you're like, oh, they're screwed. And <laughs> they go out and they they crush them. Why? Because if you do what you do and you tell Bill and Tom what you're doing, right? Well, you're toast. If you don't at least make them think, make them try, make them try to be creative, you're toast. And I, I've always, for me, that's always been the flip side. I, I thought less of all the other coaches that did that more than I praised Bill for, you know, not touching the hot stove. Yeah. No, you're a genius. You didn't touch that hot stove <laughs> twice. So yeah. that that's my problem with that. But for the here and for the now, the simple question is, like, d- is Bill still Bill? Yeah. Like, somebody called yesterday and says, you know, don't families have interventions and take the car keys away <laughs> yeah. from Grandma? I
2: had one, yeah. Well,
0: a different, different yeah, case. It's okay. But... <clears throat> More common old people interventions. Correct. And is Bill not the same guy he was five years ago? Is he making poor decisions because of his age? Is he. His age and his contract situation, as he. Like he brought it up for Tom. Well, his age and his contract situation and his winning right now, if you bring up the same standard for Bill, he's still making theoretically 20 plus million dollars a year inflation though so you know it's like 18 okay yeah he's struggling <laughs> he can't buy more land on nantucket i feel for him uh, so he's still being paid like he's the greatest the results are not anything near the greatest and he's old right it's which going are,
2: against everything that he did which is not bill belichick would behavior. absolutely fire bill belichick on the spot today he wouldn't make it through the end of the season correct and you know what not to get too psychological but bill knows he's not the same you want to know why because he surrounded himself with yes men. If he knew he was still on top of his game, what is the thing, you know, uh steel sharpens steel or iron sharpens iron, whatever the term is. Oh, 20 years ago I sat to do a feature with him about his coaching tree,
0: and he said, "I don't ever want to be the smartest person in the room. If I am, we're in trouble." Well, I'm paraphrasing, but he basically said that. Yeah. Bad news, Bill. Right, you're the smartest so,
2: person in the room. If, if the, and I don't know how smart you are anymore. <laughs> and I don't even know if it's conscious or subconscious, but the manner in which he has created this cocoon of safety around himself is done in part because he knows, if threatened, he may not come out on top. Well, the only thing I don't know about that is,
0: is it more than that? Because I do believe he thinks football, coming from his dad, coming from Navy, and all of that, the better, more reliable players are the ones that earn it and work their ways way up. Like, I think that played into the Brady-Bledsoe thing. Oh, Bledsoe, totally. He In- was a pampered first-round pick, blah, 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 and he saw Tom as had to fight for what he got at Michigan, had to fight for what he got here. He's sort of like the the quarterback James Devlin. Oh, he worked his way up the practice squad, and now all of a sudden he's a Pro Bowl fullback and all right, we, Nick, win games.
2: 938, we got our first Devlin mentioned from Andy Hart.
0: Hey, if you can bring <laughs> up Bill and Brady
2: again, I can bring up James That's Devlin true. again. Devlin and Brady, very similar. No, I think the um, – that's a good point. And, I, and by the way, just a quick aside because we've gone down memory lane and why not. Bledsoe gets credited a lot for how he handled everything. He was a pud. Like, w- when he's rolling his eyes and he's like, I hope to get the opportunity to vie for my job again. Like, Well, he should have. He I got get screwed. It.
0: Okay. He didn't get screwed when he lost his job. But you know that Joe Theismann took practice reps. Joe Theismann was here for a Sunday night football game or Monday night or whatever the hell he did back then they allowed him to put on pads and a helmet and take practice reps in the midst of the most controversial divvying up of practice reps in the history of football, potentially.
2: Wow, I did not know that. So
0: he's looking at this circus around him, and then Bill has the audacity to go, for the foreseeable future, Tom will be our quarterback because we can't give reps to both quarterbacks. And and Drew's thinking... You gave reps to Joe Theismann. He broke his leg forty years ago, and you're allowing him to take a couple practice reps.
2: Holy cow! Well, you know, well, Drew will always have thirty-one to nothing. He'll always be able to have that one and a lot of money and a good life, living yeah. like yeah. making wine. Yeah. And just he makes great wine. He seems to be happy. So uh, we got your calls here 779 nine seven ninety three seven. Where are you on Mac? And you know, as always, we've devolved into Bill versus Brady. <laughs> uh, Pete in the car. Good morning. Hey guys, thanks for
0: taking my call. Happy New Year. You too. Hey, so I guess, the Colin, Curtis, agree with you. This year is going to be Bill Belichick's second biggest mistake. I think Butler's number three. I still think, I'm sorry, Andy, letting Brady go was number one. We're four years deep, and we don't have a replacement. And I think Mac is great, but, you know, Mac's not the answer. And in fairness to every other NFL team out there, right, it would be too easy if Mac was the answer. You know, I feel like we're going to go do four or five more quarterbacks before we actually find our answer, unfortunately. And, you know, I'm not sure if Bill will still be with us for that. But Bill still deserves another couple years to to set this ship sailing the correct direction.
2: All right, Pete, thanks for the call. Uh, Yeah, I'll go back to it briefly. I know we're up against it. The Brady decision in its own sort of vacuum, I understand Kraft and Bill. I do. You you are deciding – that you're not going to believe, if the answer was you can't have both, it's more likely that a coach will be able to be great for a longer period than a quarterback. Sure. Totally understand it. I disagreed vehemently at the time. Obviously, history will judge that as maybe worse than the Babe Ruth trade. But in the moment, I don't think it's crazy. Whereas the Patricia and the Butler situations are totally crazy before we even could have, you know, we could have predicted their outcome accurately before anything was transpired well we
0: did in terms of patricia right everybody in the spring said how this is not gonna work how is this gonna how is this in the best interests of your football team or your quarterback this wasn't there's no second guessing going on or 90 percent of us said this is stupid in march when we when it started to become march april when it started to become obvious what they were doing we all said this was stupid so we questioned Bill in the, the real-time. This was a modern issue, real-time questioning of a terrible decision.
2: All right, well, you know it's bad when it's not even the new year, and we're already discussing the future of the Patriots when they're still mathematically engaged in the playoffs. But we got your thoughts, 617 nine seven ninety three seven. Pat Stolphins tomorrow, the future of Mac Jones, and as always, Bill versus Tom. We'll talk, you, talk with you until 1 o'clock.
0: You're back. Ken and Curtis on WEEI.
1: Download the Odyssey app and listen on demand anytime.
2: All right. Ken and Curtis, no Ken, Andy Hart, and myself getting you all ready to conclude 2022. your year New year. Year's resolution. Yes. 617. I resolve to be positive every day. No, I, I hate New Year's <laughs> resolutions. That's probably on, that kind on brand. kind of me for a second there. It took a second for that to settle in. Well done. Uh are already you funnier than Fitzy. A, uh, uh, thank you. Well, Fitzy sent us a text, which was a passive-aggressive way of saying I heard what you said. But I love you, Fitzy. Anyway, uh, good tweet from Fitzy on Twitter. Uh, what are your Boston sports New Year's resolutions? We'll get to that later on. We're Will talking we- Mac. Well, you never know. Uh, we're talking Mac. We're talking Pat's Dolphins. By the way, quick aside, the phones are, are loaded here, but Andy, are you with me or not that the Teddy Bridgewater over Tua situation, I, I don't think it's a huge deal. Do 100% you?
0: with you, and but I always everybody tells you that Vegas knows what they're doing, right? Right. And the line swung like five points. It went from Dolphins one-and-a-half favorite to Patriots like a three-point favorite or something. I think you can make an argument, Teddy Bridgewater, especially for this team, He's like, two gloves checked down Teddy. Said, so just go like this to Jalen Waddle. Just go like this to, like, I don't, I no, I don't. I don't understand it. I don't feel like, whoo, Patriots got another Sam Ellinger on their hands right. or another Mitch Trubisky. No, Teddy Bridgewater is a one of the better backup quarterbacks in the National Football League. And, I mean, especially the concussed
2: Tua, who was just throwing it right to the Packers. The end of that game was an abomination. I well, mean, now we know why. Now we know why. And concussed. The, he even admitted it postgame. Did you see
0: one of his long answers? No. Where somebody did the whole Tua? Can you talk about the interceptions? And he he went one by, and he said the second one. I think I called the wrong play in the huddle. An NFL quarterback from a Nick Saban system who's been in the like. There should be a red flag there yeah. if he
2: acknowledges he's calling the wrong play. Holy crap! And the Dolphins have this weird thing. They have a really talented guy that schemes up plays designed for the players that are actually putting them on the field. Oh,
0: you think that there's a, if we're going to do the old school check? Oh, I love that. Offensive coordinator slash play caller, you think the Dolphins get the check? I loved, and I'm not being
2: an ass, because whenever I say something positive about Dale, people think I'm full of it. But Dale's Sunday morning NFL show, the check marks was just, I enjoyed that. Patriots Football Weekly used to have that in every issue. Yep, I remember it well back when the Globe had a football writing. They used to do it there, too. Uh, Let's go to Phil in New Hampshire. Good morning, Phil. How are you? Good morning. Happy early New Year. Same to you. Um, thank you. What you were saying is uh, really mirrors the um, yeah, theory on uh, Matty P. Really mirrors something that I had said to my, in one of my phone calls was, "What if this was always a bridge year? What if Bill just didn't have any options that he wanted at OC, and Matty P. Just takes the bullets for him? And he kind of overestimates how how uh, intelligent Mac is and how." Intelligent Matt EP is, and it goes a little further sideways than he expected. Uh, Phil, Phil, quickly here, just want to interject with this because I hear you, and I, you know, Andy and you seem to be simpatico on this. However, what is the purpose of a bridge year if your quarterback uses it to drive off a cliff?
1: Well, I don't think anyone expected Matt to, to just Max to become completely unhinged. Um, I can understand him overestimating Matt Patricia because Matt Patricia is you know a rocket scientist
2: right. so you might overestimate how, how smart he is so then and what ability just... to uh, I'm sorry why don't you just go to MIT and hire somebody from there I don't I mean listen well because this guy's been in your football world for two decades and done a pretty good job for you in a variety of roles he was an abomination in Detroit and the yeah, other but that's guy, not with Bill and the other guy that you saddled him with, basically coached a different team with the same players last year. I mean, you look at what the Giants are today with Daniel Jones versus what they were last year with Daniel Jones and Joe Judge. One's a playoff team. One was a literal punchline, kneeling on third down, the week where Joe Judge said they'd ever take a playoff. (laughs) Right.
0: You you, you don't have to explain it to me, but I do think the caller's right that worst-case scenario, whatever Bill had in his mind, if I do this, What's the worst thing that'll happen? I think his it's far surpassed whatever he thought was the worst case scenario.
2: Man, well, and he intimated that with us on the Greg Hill show when I asked him about you know changing it, and he said it's too late in the season to change, which I will never understand. But he's a smarter guy yeah, well, than I am. I, I I don't understand. So when he looks at
0: Matt Patricia, on one side or the other in those coaches' meetings, isn't it Nick Cayley? So is it too hard to turn your? Turn your head a little bit and say, right. hey,
2: Nick, you're calling plays this week. Well, or what What does Bill famously do? What he did last year with Ramondre Stevenson when you start fumbling, you just disappear. You, you just don't return oh, But to the it's field. his guy. It's Matty P. So if you're his guy, you, Who, you're always found.
0: Who is he going to have beers with after the game if he gets That's rid of Matty true.
2: P? Uh, my, Matty P does look like a fun guy to have a beer with. I mean, he seems to, you know. Uh, are rocket scientists fun guys to have uh, beers with? I don't know. I'm just trying to be polite. It is the end of the year. Chris, Why? No one else is polite to Matty P. They take shots at him. They call him a boob. Well, I well, he is a boob. That's actually part of his name now. Chris in Springfield. What's going on? Hey, how's it
0: going? Hey, I don't mind uh, Mac Jones, and I don't mind Belichick, but I also think Belichick needs a reality check, and he has to. someone needs to tell him that he can't do these little experiments like bringing Matt Patricia to run the offensive corn. be an offensive coordinator when we're on a bridge year to we expect something to happen and go further than one game in the playoffs uh because he doesn't have tom brady to bail him out anymore and i think belichick needs to take the andy reed uh position and get out and and have other people deal with the gming and and everything else and he can just focus on coaching because i don't think belichick is a bad coach but he's made a lot of Bad decisions recently because he doesn't have time to bail him out no more. When he wants to do these, these head scratching moves, uh, but that was, that's that's my only take on on
2: on Bill and Mac. All right, thank you, Chris. Uh, I appreciate the call. And I, th- you know, of all the things that are now clearer after the divorce between Tom and Bill, one is just it resonated with me so much on Christmas night watching Tom Brady play awful. I mean. D, D minus football, wide open Julio Jones for a touchdown, wide open Chris Evans, God went open, couldn't even get the quick, you know, the, the Tom Brady quick screen passes accurate. I mean, he looked like someone had taken his mojo. Well, with the final, the, the defense allows just a, a Connor to go untouched to go up 10 points. The Cardinals were awful, but they're up 10 with five, six minutes left. And Brady just turned into a different human. Mm-hmm. And just was like, okay, I'm not getting embarrassed. We're going to win this game, which is what he did against the Rams and what he did against the Saints. That quality, and I thought back to the Kenbrell-Tompkins game, a game against the Browns that gets overlooked where they were down, I think, 13 with a minute and something left, and they won the game after they on, recovered an onside yeah, kick. Yeah. The, those types of games where they, they were no receivers, where it was Rashae Caldwell or Doug Gabriel or Kenbrell-Tompkins, and they win the game. And the season, they get they get into the playoffs or they get a bye. Those wins just change the, the outcome of a 16-game NFL season. And that just no longer is the case.
0: That's it. No, that's the word it. Like, when somebody says they have it, it's why I laughed when a year ago at this time, people were trying to convince me that the comp for Mac Jones was Joe Burrow. And I was like, uh-huh. have you ever watched Joe Burrow play? Yeah. Joe. Even Bill brought it up. He said something to the effect before last week. He's at his best when he needs to be, or when the game is on the line. Like that factor in a quarterback is real. Patrick Mahomes has it. How many games in recent years have the Chiefs gone down like twenty-one-three? And you're like, you don't even. It's like
2: an NBA game now. You're like, oh, now Mahomes will start playing. Want to know a crazy stat? And it was from Nick Wright, so it may be wrong, <laughs> but Patrick Mahomes has a winning record in games where he he trails by two touchdowns. I believe it. I I truly believe it. That is the most incredible stat I've ever heard in my life. And that's what you need to be a great quarterback,
0: in my opinion. Like, other stuff matters. Smarts, IQ, arm, whatever. But at some point, it's the old Joe Montana. Like, where we would go into the huddle with the game on the line and, like, make a joke. And, like, that's your time. That's your moment. And there's only certain people that have it. And I don't know about you. I haven't seen it from Mac. Oh, of course. And I never saw it in college. I saw it in college at LSU from Joe Burrow. He was special. He was absolutely special, even though
2: he was the difference at LSU. Yes,
0: even though the numbers, Mac was there. They won the national title. Like There were a lot of similarities that I could see why people say Mac and Joe Burrow. Those people only read the box scores. They didn't watch the games. How much money did he make? Ed Ogerow. I mean, think about it. He won with that boob. Yes. Mac won with Nick Saban. And the greatest weapons and just like a perfect offense and Steve Sarkeesian giving him dump off throws for 40 yard passes or I keep going back to it. When they played at Clemson, I'm sure, was they would scheme it up so like it'd be Devontae Smith on the Clemson version of me, like right. the white middle linebacker and you're like, <laughs> that seems like a mismatch. How did they get that? Good coaching. Right. And and he took advantage and that's great, but Mac even this year has had opportunities to do just what you're talking about. Season's not going well, game's not going well. But right now, fourth quarter, Viking, I can make a play, and we can change sort of the narrative, the perception of
2: me, of you, the whole team, and it doesn't work. Right. I mean, Super Bowl 51, obvious, no other quarterback, the players on the sideline that were miked up, nobody doubted Matt Brady that they were going to come back and win that game. And it began the coolest moment that had nothing to do with a play after he spikes the ball in his first Super Bowl in the Superdome to get Wiggy just caught the pass. They're now at the 31-yard line. Spikes it and the ball just lands like a pillow on his hand, and he hands it to the ref like that type of stuff. I know there's no stat, and it's just kind of weird, but the moment was never too big. Burrow, players look up to that guy already. That are like absolutely. He brings things out of you guys, and it, with Matt and the guy, value of that is oh. immeasurable. It's the opposite.
0: It's what everybody's been talking about around here. Why does? Uh, Stevenson freak out? Why does Jacoby Myers freak out? Because there's no faith. Like, those Bengals teams, what do we have to freak out for? As long as we have the ball and Joe can snap it, we get a chance. Right, and you, are- look,
2: you look at the end of the games for the Patriots this year, against the Vikings, they needed to lateral Jacoby Myers fell down, the game ends. Right. They, against the Raiders, they need to go down. They, fought, they lateraled to uh, Chandler Jones. And then against the, um, the Bengals, they like had no play when they were, they had one play right. left. It's like they're just this And some of thing. that is the coaching. Oh, totally. Okay. But it's also that. That would
0: be a fun game. If we gave Joe Burrow, Matt Patricia, for a few weeks. Oh. You know how they used to do wife swap on TV, like, like one of those course. shows? If you did OC swap and put him there and brought Zach Taylor here. What would the difference be? Like, how, how long would it take before
2: Joe Burrow is saying, S-T-F-U and get out of my face? I'll call the damn play myself. I love it. Well, this show is Ken Swap because he's out every Saturday. Andy Hart is in today. We got you guys lined up, Belichick, Mac, the Patriots, whatever you want to talk about, 617-779-7937. We'll be right back.
0: Go Tigers! T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours.